Hey, this is Joe, one of the pastors here at the Oaks. I'm glad you're listening to the Oaks podcast. I have been thoroughly excited to preach through the series on faith. Through the series, we've examined some of the men who have lived by faith in Hebrews 11. We've looked at Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, and Moses' faith. And it's been encouraging to look at their faith and to see that their faith is in and founded on a faithful God. That when our God promises us something, He always fulfills His promises. With that said, I preached this Sunday about looking to Jesus, uh, but we had technical difficulties recording the message, so I wanted to give a brief summary of the message which completes uh, this series. Now, after every message I preached in this series, I would end by reading Hebrews chapter 12, 1-3. And the reason I did this was to point us to the purpose that the writer of Hebrews had when he wrote chapter 11. So I believe this message, and this last message of this series, is significant to fully grasping all the messages in Hebrews 11. This passage will give us a clear and satisfying vision of what living by faith looks like, staying true to following Jesus, with real faith that perseveres and endures all for the sake of Jesus' name. Uh, in Hebrews 12, 1-3, the author of Hebrews wrote, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not go weary and lose heart. Here we see the picture of running a race, which is used other places in Scripture to encourage believers in their faith. Now, this imagery of running a race, it helps us see that this life of following Jesus by faith it's like a long-distance race that requires perseverance to run and actually finish. It shows us that being a disciple of Jesus is not just a brisk walk in the park or a few short sprints, but is more like a marathon that requires exerting energy to be devoted and to persevere when difficult circumstances come, knowing we have a great reward ahead of us. The life of faith it's not about receiving information and getting fed, fed, and fed till we are stuffed and can't move because of our obesity. But it's more like working out our salvation through running the race marked out for us. So here's a question. Are you running the race or are you sitting on the sofa eating potato chips, watching TV, and sleeping in till one every day? If you have put your faith in Jesus for salvation and you're not running well, then what is holding you back from running well? Or what has caused you to fear from the path marked out by the sovereign God? I believe this passage here will help us run well and finish strong the race marked out for us by God. So we see here in verse 1, it reminds us that we should look upon those who go before us and remember their testimonies through their life of faith. 
You see, this will encourage and inspire us on to run the race well. There is great importance of the Old Testament stories. And we should read them and be encouraged and spurred on to devotion and faithfulness to God. For all who want to run well should look at the great cloud of witnesses. This word witnesses means one who bears testimony. We should be spurred on to run freely and unhindered by sin as we look to them. For the past five weeks we have studied those who have gone before us. They have encouraged and will encourage us to throw off the weight of sin that easily entangles. If we were all to go run a marathon right now with extra weight on us from not eating right, not exercising, we know for a fact that we would struggle and probably not finish the race. The same is absolutely true of our life of faith. How can we live a life of faith following Jesus with sin entangling us and the weight of guilt and sin slowing us down. Some of us do this thinking that our sin is small and not heavy. So we put it in the back and carry it, thinking we can follow Jesus, Jesus by faith without being affected by it. If you are struggling following Jesus right now, a good question to ask is, what sin have I been carrying? And what sin has been hindering me from following Jesus? Ask for that answer genuinely and seek it through the Word, through prayer, and the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Like the psalmist prayed in 139, 23-24, He prays, Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Pray as the psalmist did, confess your sin, seek forgiveness, and repent from your unrighteousness. Here's an awesome promise. It says, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1, 8-9 Throw off everything that hinders and the sin that easily entangles so that you can run the race with nothing holding you back but flowing. In verse 2 of chapter 12, we see that fixing our eye on Jesus is the ultimate and best way to run the race well and finish strong. The writer explains why we should fix our eyes on Jesus. One, because he is the author and perfecter of faith. And two, we can look to him as the great example of enduring faith. He is author, meaning that he is originator and founder. He is the source and starting place of faith. And without Him, we have nothing and no one to place our faith in. You see, without Jesus, faith is not possible or accessible because there would be no gospel. He is perfecter, meaning that faith is perfected in Jesus because of the offering of Himself through the cross, which allows us to obtain His righteousness through faith in Him. You see, he brought faith to its fullest purpose by his blood, establishing a new covenant in a new and better way to be in relationship with God. Lastly, Jesus is our great example of enduring faith, and we look to him for our great encouragement to endure for the glory of God. 
Jesus' obedience, even to the point of death on a cross, should and will drive the church and fill it with great passion to live by faith, to not lose heart or grow weary. You see, the gospel drives us every day to live for Christ. Jesus endured the cross and scorned its shame. The shame and scorning of the cross was the worst form of punishment for the lowliest of people. He was naked, flogged, spit on, mocked, crown of thorn placed on his head. And this was for everyone to see. He also had almost everyone against him, even his best friends. The shame and scorning of the cross we can never fully understand. But the phrase, Jesus scorned its shame, is so powerful. It proclaims that the shame of the cross was insignificant compared to the joy of his glorification by the Father through resurrection and being seated at the right hand of God. Jesus knew he would die and be raised to life. He said, tear down this temple, and it will be raised up in three days. He knew that he would be glorified, and that was his joy. Jesus' life of obedience to the Father should encourage us to run the race with endurance, looking ahead to our great reward, and he, when we finish the race. So fix your eyes on Jesus, run well, finish strong. Thanks for listening, and I hope and pray this word encourages you.